Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 93, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top fuck Coke Industries <laughs> and fuck Fox News. Fuck it's Monday, July 29th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack Peach Emoji O'Brien. Uh, that's courtesy of Zach Van Nuss uh, commenting on my uh, rear, my posterior. Uh, I, I like that nickname better than uh, my high school nickname, Tank Ass. Uh, <laughs> and I'm thrilled Sexy to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. You're a Miles Gray, and you've gone to Florence, and you talk about it every day. <laughs> you can rely on the Zach Gang money. You can rely on the Zach Gang money. You've been anyway, yep. Uh, I've been to Florence, Italy. Yes, you have. It's I, I'm speechless just thinking about it. Uh, but uh, there's something when you begin to land and descend into the airport into Florence or Bologna for that matter. It's still the same General Legion. The this is what the ah, podcast ah, is, by the way. Now, Ellery, talking about? it's changed focus since you were last on. We really <laughs> now it's called yeah. Goes to Italy Once. The it's podcast, now a, uh, memoir yeah. of Miles's journey. Um, thank you to at Jake the Human for that Holland Oats inspired AK. If anyone has a uh, like, really if you can get me with a Holland Oats, I can't go for that uh, style AK. I will sing oh, that too because uh, I, I love that song. Holland Oats, very. Uh, they got some. Jam some that Vanguard recently rediscovered. That oh, it works for children's. Music. Also, there's a show where um, what's his name, Daryl Hall. Yeah, uh-huh. he called like Daryl's house or whatever, where musicians come to his like barn or oh, whatever yeah, and we- jam. The fucking CeeLo episode. He, he fucking de- yes, and he destroys. I can't go for that, but you can tell Daryl Hall hates that CeeLo can sing so well. <laughs> wow. So CeeLo does the first version, and then when Daryl Hall comes in, he fucking like puts his soul on the Where line. Where can I listen to that? It's if you just YouTube? search, yeah, CeeLo, Daryl Hall. I can't go for I that. Would be- so into that. I'm a huge Hall and Oh, too. then you will love it because you can see how insecure Daryl Hall is. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I can it. sing too. <laughs> right. Because there's a part where he goes, I can't go for being Who's this Joker? Nice. Right. He comes in on that line with a plum. Oh, he comes in while CeeLo's singing? Well, CeeLo does his verse, and like I think they agreed. He's like, you'll do the first verse. But you can tell Daryl goes, oh, I'm going to have to fucking showboat now. Bring like, it. He's yeah. He has, like, posture. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it. I well, that it. was a spontaneous uh, episode of what we're fucking yes. with. Yes. That is a video we've fucked with yeah. around the office once or twice. Hey, uh, we are thrilled to Who be that? joined in our third seat uh, by the hilarious and talented Ellery Smith. Hi. Hi. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Hey, it's great to have you. We are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about, uh, such as where you can go for a free $125. Everyone, anyone. Yeah, basically almost everyone. Depending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about some of these Epstein files that may be dropping soon. The challenger to Ilhan Omar that has already been anointed by the right uh, and just generally what what Trump's attacks to Ilhan Omar are doing for her popularity at home. I have read the new reporting on the uh, Havana syndrome, the, the sonic attacks in Cuba. Uh, so I'm going to talk about where I stand on that. Where I stand. <laughs> I like that. A, the public a, is dying yeah. now. The public wants to know, must know. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, food delivery apps, uh, being just being so tight, you should try them with our offer code. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Woodstock fifty slow motion. That would be funny if crash. it wasn't so possible. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's possible. It's very Ellery. possible. You'll you'll be surprised how possible it is when you <laughs> listen to this episode. Uh, but first, Ellery, we like to ask our guests, "What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?" I think my cat has a prolapsed anus, so I had oh. to Google cat prolapsed anuses this week, and that was really upsetting in a lot of ways. Uh huh. Wait, and that's what you're telling people, right? What? That, yeah. That's why you googled that. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. There was a surprising amount of like cartoon hentai uh-huh. around yeah. it, which was upsetting to say the least. Now, prolapse means that it like is coming out, right? Yeah, like part of the butt is like coming out. It's like turning inside out. Yes. Yeah. When cats sometimes their anal glands can get like infected and right. it'll like push. It'll push it out of the body. Yeah. Miles, this is bumming you out more than I expected. I'm well, so sorry. I'm sorry. 
uh, I'm kind of a, uh, I don't know how to say it. Back on the internet, there was a website <laughs> that would have videos of- Rotten.com. Hum- nah, it was another one. <laughs> Uh, but we got a shout out to Rotten.com, the original. Uh, no, this is even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, the first time I had seen a prolapsed anus. Yeah. And I was shook to my fucking core because I did not know what happened. And it was uh, very frightening. To then hear about a cat having a... I have two cats whom I love dear, dearly. To think that their beeholes could be inside out uh, is also just very frightening. Upsetting. How did this happen because of an infection or I don't think I it was think partying I was, with I other cats? I think I was overreacting. I don't think that that's what happened. Oh, oh okay. so you just jumped, you're like I, I prolapsed just, cat yes. anus for well, sure. Well, no, because it was like sticking out of the body a little bit, which I had never seen before. Yeah, and I feel it. like I see my cat's butthole a lot. Yeah, so like, right. I can tell when something is off. Yeah, sure. um, nonstop, really. Nonstop, it's yeah. always out. It's yeah, your... what's that live feed you have going on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I have a camera set up so that yeah. anywhere he goes. Every, anywhere, yeah. It's, it's on the end of his tail. Uh, yeah, so, but I waited a few days because I don't have any money to take him to the vet, and it cleared up. It seems okay. okay. And it's huh. not like scratching or licking at it. Did so. you use a home remedy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I just left it alone. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Some, it, I'm that thinking is maybe it was like the body is a magical place. or something. I yeah. tried to give him like food that would make him go to the bathroom. This is a lot. Prep we don't need Well, you uh, know, this is what we, this is the show though. This yeah. is how this we is, get to know what's going on. Yeah. We know that you are a cat owner, a cat lover. Uh, you know what Rotten.com is. We know about a <laughs> fetish that you have. We know that. Uh, no, I'm just hentai. Yeah. <laughs> hentai. Uh, and cat butts. There was a lot of hentai cat buttholes. It was like there was a lot of animated <laughs> like sex. Shout out to huh. half of my homeland. And we also know that you will let something uh, a problem solve itself. Uh, yeah. which is important, you know. The Yeah, being able to wait it and out. Cat feline bodies are amazing things. Yeah. Uh what is something you think is overrated? Live music. Oh shit. In your face. Go on. Live As you wear uh, Guns N' Roses tour shirt. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Again, it's my dad's. <laughs> Right. Uh, he thought it was I mean, chill, it, it not can, me. It can be really, really good. I've been to a few good concerts, but when it's it's something, and I don't mean like a concert necessarily, necessarily that you seek out, uh-huh. sure. but like uh, I feel like live music at coffee shops is sort of intrusive. Okay, yeah. thank you for really dialing that in. Yes. And it is also like uncomfortable. Like at Republic of Pi, they have, you, anybody can sign up to do like an hour of music. Mm-hmm. An hour? Yeah, and not everybody should. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's like comedy. It's like, no, yes. you don't need an hour I do there. think that you should have to pass like a psychological evaluation before you're allowed to do an open mic. It feels like for comedy yeah. for 100%. Yeah. Like and a reality for, show, like we should just be checking these people. Yeah. Right. For music too. Oh boy. But music is different because it, it's so sincere. Like when people are, are really going up and, and trying to perform it so sincere and self-serious that when it's not good, it's like extra embarrassing. Like at least with comedy, you can sort of be like, that was a joke, haha. Well, yeah, but you might be so empathetic that you're saying that. You're like, I'm cringing yeah, on it your hurts, behalf. Yeah, it hurts me a lot. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I like live music, but it's one of those things for me when I agree with the overrated take is sometimes there are artists who are just a completely different creature live, and sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's bad because you're so used to hearing like the studio versions of their music that like they get out there and it's like a whole other thing and it's a little like mm. yeah. Conversely, sometimes you go to a concert and you hear songs from the band that you didn't know and now love. Yeah, yeah, that happens too sometimes. But coffee shop music, there has there ever been like a Yelp review that was like, "I this coffee shop is awesome. The coffee's okay, but the live music that they tend to have there in their randomly assorted selection (laughs) of like." randos who like happen to live near the coffee shop is amazing and that's why I go there. I feel like it's possible but it's not likely. It's not likely. Yeah, I don't feel like. And that's the thing is I think that it's like the lack of curation that really dilutes the uh, medium. Absolutely. I 100% agree. What is something you think is underrated? Soup. I think we treat soup like not an entree. We treat it like a secondary, you know, like a side. Or salad. Yeah, soup yeah, or salad. Soup specifically is like, there's right. so much variation, so many ingredients in it. It's like even on a summer day. Well, there's gazpacho. No, I'm, I'm okay. Sure, that's the one thing everyone points to. But I'm yeah. saying, could you eat soup? Yeah. Oh, I could eat soup on like whenever. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whenever. No, I'm saying people when put it on a bagel. level of salad, yes, and they absolutely. should not because it is a savory, warm. But also, I think that sticks to your bones. Recently, we have like been elevating the salad. Yeah, that's true. They're like go-to salad DIY meals. salads place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's but most of them aren't soup great. Place. 
Yeah, right? Except for Soup Plantation, which is hard to go to for obvious reasons. Yeah, right. there's only three. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to the mini soft serve there. Yes. Yeah. I used to go there a lot for lunch when I worked on the west side. Salad went like highbrow and soup is soup still is plantation. Soup, yeah, soup, <laughs> soup is fucking level. like, you know, it's because Great people, Depression yes, meal line food. People basically. like rate it as like a, a lower food, but it's there's so much to do with it, so much inside Now where it. does a stew come in? See, that's where I get a little... Oh. Because I think that it's... A, <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> because I think that a good soup is like chunky and has stuff in it, but that like borders on the line of a stew, so... It's a right. real great area. So it's more me. about the broth to it's more about the, solids yes. ratio? Yes. Okay. I like a good 60-40 solids. Yeah. Wow, yeah. solids. Oh, so 40% broth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's sounding like a... Yeah, okay. I thought about it a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I respect 60, that. 40. I love stews. I only recently started making stews. Dude, it's they're Steve easy. a Crock-Pot? Uh, no, I'm just going old school. You <gasps> wow. know, Like they used to on the plains. We were you know. both very impressed by that. Yeah, yeah, I, yo, <laughs> yeah. I, I should make it. I make this Guinness stew. Woo, boy. Wait, what's in it? Uh, it's beef. Just Guinness. So first yeah, of all, it's just, 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 yeah. just hot Guinness. <laughs> I microwave a bottle of Guinness <laughs> and just drink it and burn my mouth. Uh, no, it's 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 mostly, you know, like thyme and your usual aromatics and things like that. But really the secret is you get a nice chuck roast, you know, because there's a lot of connective tissue mm-hmm. that breaks down when you cook the stew. So you don't have to use a roux to thicken up the broth. Like it's already it's already thick from the all the connective tissue breaking down. Then on top of that, I'll put some marrow bones in there to add just a, another level, another depth, Damn. another level of richness mm. to the, 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 the stew. That that's is like connective a, that's tissue. That's a very heightened stew. That's- yeah. That's yeah. Some foodie well, shit. you just read a little bit, and then you know, shout out to American Butcher. Uh, you know uh, that account on Instagram. You learn a lot about meat. Is the connective tissue like the tendons that boils down well? Yeah, like yeah. The- like you'll see, like a chuck. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really necessarily put that on the grill and eat that because there's so much tissue, and it's like right. you'll be chewing on shit. But when you stew it down, right, that just that turns into the mm. thickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see? How long you put it on for? Oh man, probably like a good three hours. Three. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. takes a minute. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and finally, We're what hungry. is a myth? <laughs> what is something that people think is true you know to be false? Oh, I think this one is always hard for me, but I was thinking about this today. I think that we're sort of sold the idea that like love is enough to make any relationship work. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's just uh, it basically is a ratio of like extraordinary circumstances, mm-hmm. extraordinary circumstances and um, context, right? Like just because you love somebody doesn't mean they're a good person and that like, you're good for them. Right. Yeah, oh, I think no. that's a really good point. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you think that love can like conquer all? It doesn't. <laughs> well, I yeah, I always make the, no, hold on. the hold, point about no, rom coms. Hold on, hold that... on, hold on. You're saying that's not enough? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. What, what if happening? your fights end and you tell each other how much you love each other yeah, and you'll never do it again? Yeah, but if you keep getting into the same fights, like that's what I was saying to her. <laughs> <laughs> that's the except that proves you're the exception. Oh to the rule. my god, Miles is very <laughs> uh, mature about his relationships. Yeah, yeah, no. he's a very uh, emotionally developed person. Unrelated, uh, do you have an air mattress I can borrow? Yes, if you really need it, go for it. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true though. I think a lot of people do. All jokes aside, yeah. And if you listen to comedy, bang bang, all jokes a salad, mm-hmm. uh, as they say. Uh, they. Yeah, there, there is, you do meet people who like brute force their relationship with just like this North Star of like, yeah, but we got love and that's all that matters. Right. And it's like, yo, what I just saw, well, I don't even know where the love fucking was. What I saw was like, looked like about to be a UFC fight <laughs> <laughs> over like someone spilling something. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, love. I think we're fed the idea in movies that we will have, you know, there will be loving relationships and then external circumstances will like come in and get in the way. But ultimately, like love will conquer the day. And it's sort of the opposite. Like when you're fully in love, you don't let external circumstances get in the way at first. And then like you, uh, I don't know, there, there aren't enough movies about people just like, being too in love to realize all the things that are wrong with the yeah. relationship. Yeah, and there also uh, aren't enough movies about people who uh, like are actually communicative about working through. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Be, like recognizing their problems and then like watching them fix it. Yeah, you'll right. never see like a, in a in a rom com. Like, hold on, hold on. Is this really about 
the, yeah. the thing that I did. Is this really it, about the bet that I took to yeah, that to I could s- make you hot? That I could fuck <laughs> you and no right. one thought I really could? Is this really about that? I can't believe <laughs> right. you're mad. I was kidding. I know, exactly. Right. But it is funny, like, when you, when you sort of mature a bit in a relationship and you're able to sort of, normally, like, you'll think a fight really is about, well, how come you, didn't, you let the mail in the mailbox? Right. And it's like, you know what? I'm this sorry. Is not like, about the mail. I have a feeling like I may have neglected some <laughs> other thing, and this is just the opportunity for you to express that displeasure about that. How may I help you? How may I improve? All of me and my wife's arguments start about me leaving the toilet seat up. Yep. It's every single time, man. Yep. Especially when you, <laughs> you poop. Listen to, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a big problem. Why? You just don't, don't like this. I don't seat? mind that, except for sometimes I won't check. Right. And then you like. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you just fall right in. You have to be fished out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And somebody has to come with WD forty and your life alert. Use your life alert. <laughs> I need help. Um, no, I just think that's that was like the big eighties nineties comedy like thing that men and women were always toilet fighting up. about toilet seat up or down. I well, love jokes yeah. about the differences between men and women. Like, yeah. men be like, yeah, <laughs> and um, men be man. like pissing all over the floor. Yes. Consistently, my That's bad. True. And women be shopping. Do you know what women I mean? Women be shopping and men piss everywhere and wear the same underwear for nine years till the elastic turns to fucking dust. Yeah, we do do that. Yo, men I, do do that. I'm starting to get that age where I have like old underwear. Right. That, like, yo, Her Majesty be like, what the fuck is up with this <laughs> underwear? The band is all fucked up. I'm like, I got this. Right when I got into college. Yeah. And I will never That's let go. That's a reason to let it go. Yeah, I know. Okay. And then, and then, you know what it is. Part of me, like, I don't. I feel like, and I'm actually only probably expressing this out loud for the first time. I think I have anxiety buying underwear. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Even though you can buy it online. Yeah. I don't know. You know what it is. Are I most feel of like I have to go like inside online shopping. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because it's from your child. Because I would have to go. I would have to go with my mom to the mall and shit. So you and just I'd be have like, like I want a... these, and we're just like, why you need that? She's right. like, I don't think you're a medium. Why do you I need think that you're a fancy I, underwear? I think you're a baby's tiny. And <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm 14. <laughs> I will have pubes I think this soon. was a nightmare. You I was going to say, this is It like was some, a nightmare. This is some latent embarrassment that yeah. you, need to, you need to work on. I do think men in general should, like, look at, oh, my God, Miles is <laughs> openly weeping. Uh, uh, I do think men, like, things yeah. that are, like, men typically uh complain about women doing like shopping or like things like that like are things men should do more like should pay more like if you have an argument first like be like should i be doing more of that instead of uh well most arguments are about like how i don't need to fucking change you do right exactly and that's where that's where a relationship fails if you're not unable to just sort of be like yeah um this is a work in progress i'm not saying I'm the finished article by any means. So if I have some blind spots, allow me to, you know, reconfigure, yeah, refire. Two people should want to be, like, on that journey together. Yeah. Like, self-betterment. Yeah. And also be, like, willing to acknowledge that, like, I'm not doing that well, you're not doing that well, but we can encourage each other to right. start doing better. You and know? it's not a it's not a battle of who is no, right. No, no. And that's the thing. Right. You can be right or you can be happy. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> or am I happy? Well, yeah. I feel this way about writers' rooms, too, where it's like there are some people who, like, are so precious about the things that they bring to the table that they're not willing to collaborate yeah, or like right. change any of those things. And right. it's true of the relationship too. It's like, if you think that nothing can be improved upon, you're not going to do very well Yeah, because it's a collaboration. It's about like the teamwork. Right. And then you'll hear anything that is like, that is like sways from your worldview or your perception of your work or your relationship as an attack on you. Yeah. Right. And then immediately activate your defense mechanisms. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, like, yeah, especially when like your partner is offering you support and being like, I want to help you because you do this. It's so easy to internalize that and be like, oh, well, you think I'm wrong because I did X. Yeah. Y. Oh, why don't you leave me like, yeah, like, like if you think does. I'm so bad, like, why don't you just break up with me? <laughs> yeah. But it's actually like, no, they want, they want to like help you and support you. And fine, whatever. Cause uh, <laughs> the homie Ellie reason to let me borrow her air mattress. I don't need to sleep here today. Right. Tomorrow, no, I, maybe, but tomorrow, not today. Maybe. Tonight. <laughs> I think generally, why don't you just leave me like everyone does is a emotionally mature yeah. way to do it. <laughs> That's the most manipulative shit. Oh, yeah. Just leave me. Oh, hold on, motherfucker. Just jump. Okay. Yeah, if you find yourself policy. saying that, you, uh, you're you you're in the right and no, just no. <laughs> leave that right. Yeah, bro. Keep, keep on trucking, <laughs> JJ. You'll find somebody eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should we do our public service announcement? Yes. 
if you contracted mesothelia, no, uh, I feel like this is uh, the equivalent of that, the Zeitgang equivalent of yeah. that. If you did that Equifax uh, check, uh, I guess back in 2017. Yeah, when, right before we launched. Right, when uh, Equifax like just spilled all our data everywhere. Oh, we should release that sec because I think we talked about it in a test episode. Oh, that's right. If y'all want to hear it. We recorded like two months of test yeah. episodes that never got released. That's our, That's on our Patreon. Yeah. I was gonna say, put it behind the paywall. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you got hit, if you got hit, oof. Equifax owes you one hundred and twenty-five dollars at minimum. Okay, at min. So yeah, if you don't remember, there was that website. They're like, sorry, we had a massive data <laughs> breach. Yeah, uh, you can just put in your social security number and your last name, and we'll tell you. I remember going on there, and it was like, sorry, um, do you want free like? identity protection well, I'm like from that was y'all after <laughs> yeah. no. they sold after i do remember that and then once they got that information they sold the data no 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 so once they they like they they had it from just their general business which is doing credit scores right it's right equifax's whole thing but once their data got breached they were all offering people like sorry your data breached we also have an identity protection thing that we'll give you for free because at first, we, they were trying to sell it. At first, it. they were trying to sell it. But they, that's how they mined people's information. No, they got it from when you're just doing a credit okay, check and so, those other things. It. Like, you need Equifax to get a credit check to, like, buy a car, buy yeah, a yeah. house. Like they, So <laughs> they have everyone. And you don't have an option. Like, it's not an opt-in thing. No. If you were trying to buy something expensive, basically, uh, Equifax has your information. And they were just like, whoops. Yeah, and there's millions of people. And everyone was like, how the fuck did – that was, like, sort of the beginnings of people yeah. were like – Hold on, man. We have these people have way too much of our data, and they don't give a fuck about it. Is like, right. pre Cambridge Analytica story? Uh, mm, around, around that time, time, yeah. I think when people were really getting wise to Cambridge right. Analytica. So then at that point, you know, there were all these lawsuits, and finally the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is like, "Y'all gonna have to settle this shit for around seven hundred million dollars." So Zeitgeist doesn't seem like enough. Go to the website. We will give you the thing in the footnotes. But if you just search, uh, I think it's just EquifaxBreachSettlement.com. If you go to EquifaxBreachSettlement.com, you can go into like the, I would like to, and you can first see if you were, see if my information was impacted. Then you put in your info, you put in like the last six of your social and your last name. I know, gasp, but guess what? Everybody already they got that shit. Anyway, yeah. um, and then if you're eligible, you file a claim and it's like a couple seconds and they have to give you your $125. Now, it does not just end there. The reason why I'm telling people and we're telling people about this is that these companies need to fucking feel this shit. Right. Like, I know a lot of people, there's criticism like, that's not enough. It's uh, not. It, and it isn't. But it'll really not be enough if people just go, like, don't whatever. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It's $125. Yeah, yeah if you don't run me do my money for sure. 100%. Um, so you can, though. Well, 125 is the bare minimum. If you can demonstrate other kind of damages, for example, uh, if you had to purchase something like like a credit monitoring service, um, or you can you can submit that receipt and get reimbursed. You can get up to twenty thousand dollars. Right. If somebody actually stole your Shit like identity cut, yes. and you had spent like a month of your time, like you know, protecting yourself and like undoing the damage or whatever, uh, you can charge. You can bill them like hourly. Yeah. Like you're a fucking For lawyer. For twenty five dollars. Be like, an hour. hey, this is much. This is how much I make. Like. For my salary, I wasn't doing that for this many hours because of your fuck up. So uh, you owe me twenty thousand. So go get your make Equifax fucking pay. Right. Is Facebook going to have to like distribute their settlement as well? I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know how that's gonna work. Was it a class action lawsuit? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a no. It was an FTC violation. Yeah. yeah so I think they're just gonna have to pay up to Uncle Sam. Yeah, but that this just is, goes yeah. to that dude uh, who has the giant Reese's mug. Oh, that's uh, FCC. He's going to buy an even bigger one. Oh, uh, that, sorry, FTC, FCC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, they should buy him a bigger uh, novelty. So, yeah, mug. look, please, this is this is the world we're in where, sadly, we're going to have to go to Equifax fucking, what is it? Uh, Equifax, sorry, breachsettlement.com. I bet you can find it. Just check. Google it. Yeah, if you just you, Google you it. But I want people to it. pause the fucking shit right now. Like, don't... F just get your... Go get your money. Get your money. Go get Make your fucking money. Make them feel it. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you bought with your $125. <laughs> and uh, we'll shout you out. Oh, dude, that'd be a sick flex on Twitter. Like, yeah. Equifax settlement flex. Right. Where you're like, what you do with your 125 <laughs> Uh Do it. And please, if you and then share if you actually us. have bills you need to pay, please use it for that. Don't no, no, no. buy something ridiculous and yeah. share it with us. <laughs> Put a uh, down payment on twenty-eight inch rims. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's even a car built for that. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh -huh. 
And we're back. So just continuing with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, because this story is wild and uh, I think only going to get bigger from here. Yeah, uh, we should all say our goodbyes to Bill Clinton right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I've said it. We peace. should mourn him. Peace to Billy. Yeah. So the big thing that's going to happen or should happen in the next 10 days to two weeks is these 2,000 documents are going to be released to the public. So they were part of a class action lawsuit from a woman who at the time was a girl named Virginia Geoffrey. She like did a class action lawsuit against basically his madam, uh, who's also like a super rich, like comes from a super rich family. Uh, oh, that was like the woman who was yeah, keeping Gisela his Rolodex? Yeah, Maxwell or something. Anyways, like they settled out of court and part of the settlement was like, we need to keep all these documents sealed. like sealed up. Right. Uh, and a judge was like, actually, it's probably more important to the public that they see this than it is damaging to you. So uh, right now, all sorts of powerful people are like suing to try to keep those documents from being released. Uh, and, you know, the, everybody's implicated. Right. So, I mean, I just want to read this description of who's implicated. I think we already have, but it bears repeating. Uh, the secrets contained in the documents have been the subject of speculation, and they describe episodes of alleged abuse by Epstein and appearances by, quote, numerous prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. So... Yeah, we need to know about that shit. Yeah, and so like, and your boy hurt his neck in jail last week too. Huh? Yeah, right. He just was. Have you seen? There's some great tweets about it, but uh, they are floating the idea around that he was assaulted. He's sure. in like he's in a private cell 23 hours a day. So, oh, really? Yeah. He is in a private cell because yeah. we were wondering like now, right? Oh, I did. Oh, I didn't consider that maybe he had been moved after. Well, they well at the time he, they said his cellmate was a cop who had committed murder, right? Oh, or really? at least that was somebody who had access to. Yeah, him. it was very confusing, like how he managed to like get hurt while nobody was looking. If he's like in a maximum security, yeah, thing, and yeah, it wasn't but also clear. in prisons, like uh, pedophiles are typically. Targeted. Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't think he's in like, Gen Pop or anything. Yeah, that's exactly what I was so, thinking. There's no I, way. Also, can we talk about his like six months where he was like. In jail, but he was he able was to go home. to work. He was at yeah. home. He had like go in on the weekends or something. Yeah, you got to like, leave. What town? kind of privilege? Is- yeah, exactly. Well, and I think that shows you right when you're the person who's holding that all that fucking compromat basically on everyone. You will find you can maneuver through these the legal system the way he has. And now, luckily, we're at a point where we're we're taking this shit seriously. Hopefully, because who knows what kind of other shit can happen down the line, as demonstrated with what Alex Acosta did and his settlement with him prior. But like. Now, I think uh, hopefully this is the we're approaching that moment where we can actually begin right. to hold people accountable. They're subpoenaing his pilots, the pilots of the quote Lolita Express, where people, oh my goodness, that's yeah. a whole like yeah. that name alone is enough to raise yeah. red flags, yeah. Is it yeah. Not? yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this, um, there's this documentary, it's called Open Secret, and it's about pedophiles in Hollywood, and it's about um, how children agents will sell like shirtless headshots on eBay for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No. Yeah, and because it's like just a headshot, it's not child pornography, but it's like very close. Jesus. Everybody should watch it. It's really interesting and it implicates a lot of people that are still right. working in Hollywood today. And that was the one that pr- the the creator of the film wasn't able to get any kind of distribution. No, it's it on Vimeo. So... You have to watch it. Right. Yeah, you have to like go search it out, but I really recommend it. Jesus Christ. So, I am Worried that they are not going to be able to release these because so many powerful lawyers are going to be suing to like keep these documents under wraps. Right. So, like, this is when we need a WikiLeaks that is not a Putin puppet. Right. Like, this exactly. is when we need, you know, Anonymous needs to get in there and fucking figure this shit out because, yeah, the the lawyers who are part of the who are like in the process of building the case against him say this already is bigger than the Weinstein thing. Like oh this is going to be like a a huge bomb drop on on the world. Bring um, it, man. Yeah. Bring I, it. Bring it bring it out. Bring it out in the light. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the rights difficulty dealing with the existence of Ilhan Omar. <laughs> yeah, I mean right now I think they're sharing doctored videos of her again. Uh, oh, saying, are they? 
Yeah, just completely out of context shit. Mm-hmm. The usual. Um, but, you know, the, the big news last week was a, a lot of uh, interest around the woman that's running against her. Yeah. Um, and who better to defeat the evil Ilhan Omar than an upstanding white conservative Republican woman who is unwavering in her morals and the pursuit of justice. Now, let's look at this woman. 31-year-old special ed teacher Danielle Ooh. Stella. I think this is a perfect fit. Republican. Immediately, I always give special ed teachers a huge yes. like tip of the cap. And That's she's oh, her. she's An firing amazing. on all cylinders. Okay. Get ready, Ilhan. Republican, check. Justice-oriented, check. Because she's a QAnon truther. Oh. Morally sound, check. She's been charged with felony theft. <laughs> wait a second. So who wait, better? Wait, 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 who wait, better wait. to step in the ring? <laughs> to be fair, QAnon... it's easy to spend $2,400 at a Target. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, she so she... four nice things. No. She had 279 <laughs> nice things. The sh- okay, so this woman, Danielle, <laughs> she went to a Target and she stole items valued at $2,327.97. Okay, we have receipts um, from a Target store. Um, and this was just like southwest of Minneapolis. Apparently, she did the self-scan, scanned a couple shits, and then walked straight out. Mm. The shit she scanned for was around $50. And so, and she had 279 items. And she, she cruised straight out. They caught her. They're like, we're calling the cops. They came. They arrested her. Mm-hmm. She's claimed she's not guilty. She says uh, in her police statement that, quote, she remembers um, arriving at Target to purchase items but nothing else. Um, and <sighs> she says that due to her post-traumatic stress disorder that she, quote, normally uh, goes to Target with someone because of anxiety around people. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to – I'm not going to speculate on whatever her mental state is. Um, and if that's the deal, okay. But I think there's another thing we should look at too. She also – and her insistence on the rule of law and calling Ilhan uh, Omar criminal. Mm. Court records say in 2009, she pleaded guilty to driving while impaired from alcohol and fleeing a police officer. Mm. But later on, they knocked it down to a gross misdemeanor because she had a plea deal. Got it. So you, again, um, tell me on Ilhan Omar's when she was while not a target uh, doing the self-scan finesse that many people have been guilty of since the... The advent of self-scanning. But you're supposed to like do maybe one item every yeah. 10. Yeah, you're supposed to do. That's a lot. Right. That's that, too- that ratio doesn't make sense. Also, yeah, that's too many. At, the, at a certain point, like if you, you know, there usually is an attendant in that area. From my experience, when I'm honestly self-checking out at right. Target. Um, and unless you, unless your friend who fakes some kind of uh, seizure episode to distract them so you can scan your other items... Uh, they're usually watching. Wait, now, my, you have a friend fake a seizure and then you start scanning <laughs> your items? Yeah, just to be honest, to show them, like, if you look on the tape, even during I that, pay. I was still paying. Right. Um, <laughs> that's how upstanding I am. Uh, no, but, like, you'd think that if someone comes up with 279 items, you're like, oh, you know what? You This is only for 15 or less or whatever. Usually there's, like, a threshold, I believe. Right. But that's where, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, Part that's me. multiple carts worth of things. So, well, unless you, you got out? a ton of little chapsticks, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm really trying it's to think of how you to could resell or just for. Like, I don't the know. Apocalypse. How do you? Well, she also was charged uh, with another theft. There was another theft incident where she took like forty dollars worth of like cat tick medicine. Oh, and straight up and put it under her bag and cruised out the grocery store with it. Medicine can get expensive quick. Uh, especially for animals. For cats and their ticks, yeah. So, yeah. you know, shout out to you. We get it how big farmers working. But for whatever reason, I'm really curious what those 279 items yeah, me were. Yeah, t- me too. Because that's a lot. It to... is a lot. I wonder if they were, because it'd be so hard to steal something big, like Target sells furniture. Yeah, and if you're really trying to swipe shit, like, you know, no one's ever, like, were you trying to do the world record for shoplifting? Yeah, but <laughs> some people don't know how to microdose it, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, Just take a big old key. fat rip of exactly. theft, theft fuel. Um, but anyway, so again, um, respect to Ilhan Omar. I'm, I, I'd imagine that maybe they'll find someone else to challenge her. But, you know, considering what, how down in the dumps she is in her district right now? Yeah, she's Trump loves to talk about how unpopular she is in her district. Uh, she's actually incredibly popular and become even more popular uh, because of Trump's attacks. Um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, people, there were critics earlier this year kind of complaining about her comments about Israel and people, there was even some support for a Democrat to primary her the next time uh, she was up for election. 
specifically uh, a Jewish person because there's, you know, this is... Right, because they want to conflate Israel, criticisms of Israel with anti-Semitism. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that whole thing made me so angry because it's like, are we not allowed to... It's the same. Israel? Like, what what's is, the same no, thing with anti-Semitic? Guys. What what they like? What the squad is criticizing are, Palestine anti-Islamic? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But we don't. But, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> Hillary, fine. that's not how yeah, the pendulum right, swings right, 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 in this right, country. Right. It's the same reason why when you have these uh, progressive politicians who are like pointing out all the bullshit that the United States does in their foreign policy, they're like, "Well, they hate America." Right. It's loving a place doesn't mean you turn your brain off to all exactly. the bullshit. And in fact, I think actually loving a place or a person means like being able to be critical about the things that they do. And not and like, taking it as an attack. Exactly. And being able to like bring it back around yep. and being able to recognize the problems and being committed to working on them. Like I have, yeah. I think, especially like because of the rhetoric I use online, I think a lot of people think I hate America. I have great hope for America and I like it so much that I want us to be able to do better. Right. Do you know what I mean? So right. it's like when somebody is calling out actions of our present or of our past that are like less favorable, that's doing us a favor. 100%. You're looking yeah. at, you're, you're not standing idly by when you're like, this could actually be a much more f- a fairer place for the people that live here. Yeah. I, not, I fucking hate it. Fuck you. I'm just going to be angry. Yeah. Who's more balanced? Somebody who like goes to therapy and actually looks at the flaws in their own life and in their own behavior or somebody who is just like blind to it. It's just like, no, yeah, no fuck, it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck you all. What do you mean? Fucking drone I'm attacks amazing. on civilians. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, and but I like, guess there's a difference of opinion about what's the better way to go through life. But. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but it's the same thing. What's funny also too is like the rhetoric on the right is sort of like, well, if you don't like it, you can get out. See. And then also to the people who are seeking asylum, well, if you if if your country's so bad, why don't you go back and fix it? Well, how come that applies to those people who are entering this country, but not the people who are trying to who live here? Yes, and also like the the problem with the argument, if you don't like it, leave it. Like that applies to other stuff too. Like abortion is the law of the land. If you don't like it, leave it. Gay marriage, law of the land. If you don't like it, leave it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that stuff goes both ways. Yeah, but again, that's why it's so disingenuous to even begin to try and like. Or like the the responses from these people are so disingenuous yeah. when you begin to sort of that's, mind that's that. That's my problem is like I, I get baited so easily and like it just it infuriates me and I don't have the language around it to really like be able to engage on stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like I Yeah, think- well I think you're sort of you're giving these people the benefit of the doubt that they're here to honestly discuss a problem and maybe you're saying, Okay, your first your first shot in this debate is this really awful take. Let's get to what you mean. And really, all, they don't really mean shit. It just means I'm hateful. I'm fearful. That's all I fucking know. That's all I'm going to be. Yeah, but don't you have compassion for people who are coming from a place like that? Because it's like the world has been bad to them also. Like, it, depends on the what, it depends on the issue, for sure. But I think there are also people who, for whatever reason, are they have a worldview where people of color are inferior, deserve no rights. And I don't if, if it's they, not your job to convince. Them. Right. Well, yeah. right. in a way, I understand that there are probably external factors like the economy and things like that that put someone in a place that are more susceptible to believing rhetoric like it's the immigrants or, you know, welfare queens and shit like that. Um, sure. I understand that. But if you still go on to then be like, oh, no, nah, man, yeah, like this this kid deserved to be killed. Or that, yeah. that's when I'm like, no, 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 that's no, no. Kind of See, if you're invested in my destruction, I have yeah. no fucking time to even engage you. Yeah. And why should you? Yeah. yeah. That's just, it's that simple. If you, if you actually come off as like an ignorant person who doesn't know better, I might, I might have the, the wherewithal to begin, you know, decom- deconstructing your beliefs a little bit. But even then, uh, I, you, you it, can't go around teaching everybody who doesn't know. Do you no. know what I mean? And that's like not, like, I feel like a lot, of being a woman, specifically in comedy, where there aren't a lot of women, it's like people. Well, like you don't have to teach everybody how to change. Like everybody's on a different spot in the journey of feminism, right? Like people are working, I think, generally towards like knowing more. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can't help help everybody in the process because you've got your own shit to do. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only thing what I can do is, at the very least, treat people how I feel like everyone else should be treating yeah, each other. Exactly. That's my first step. Of trying to spread that and hope to be some kind of people see that like oh shit I wasn't expecting this person to be show compassion to that person right yeah because that's how it should be but even the people who were critical of her earlier in the year like the this BuzzFeed news article went and like interviewed them people who were like outspoken critics of sure. her like community leaders and they were like we're not saying shit now because everybody in the community has like rallied behind her because right. like so. 
you know, people say that Trump is playing to his base by attacking her, but he's also playing to hers. Like her 100%, base, yeah. a lot of her base. Did you see that base, video of her constituents yeah, welcoming her home? Yeah. It was so sweet. It's like Beatlemania. Like people fucking love her. That's what they, they just say that like they went to a uh, a street fair with her and said it was just like intense the the amount of love for her in her district and yeah well i think it's the same right like you're saying if you're playing to your base just as much you're going to inspire the other people to defend what they love or trust or know to be good right um, yeah I'm, yeah i'm glad it i mean clearly also it does bring out the the people out of the woodwork who are islamophobes who yeah sometimes people have the snitch worst on intentions yeah. you know what i mean like of course Sometimes people snitch on themselves. <laughs> In this age, you know, you know, it's very online, easy, it's very, very easy. easy to narc yourself out. <laughs> narc yourself out. Go ahead, modeling my narc yourself. Knock yourself out. Uh, song right. by Jadakiss. We're gonna. Is it narc yourself out? <laughs> well, knock yourself out. Produced by the Neptunes. Came out two thousand one. Okay, I believe. Cool. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. So also back. The Havana stuff is back in the news. Ellery, are you aware of this story? About- no, not at all. Okay, so there are diplomats in Havana. And who- China. Oh, wait, they like the ear stuff? Yeah. Okay. They, they yes. suddenly <laughs> heard a strange sound. They thought they were, uh, they started feeling like wobbly and dizzy. They started, uh, they basically, they didn't know what was attacking them. They just knew that they heard this sound and then like started feeling weird. And, uh, my suspicion is that it's all a sort of uh, psychosomatic thing that happened because one person, like when you read the ProPublica story about like how specifically it went from like one person having this experience to like multiple people having it, it was all people learning about that initial experience and somebody being like, those aren't beetles, man. Those aren't cicada. Those are that's like too mechanical sounding right, like the, right. sound, the sound that they heard. But like we have a recording of the sound that they heard and like experts on uh, insect mating calls are like, those are just beetles that live in Cuba guys. <laughs> like that's, so that, that looks bad for them. So the reason this is back in the news is that there is a journal of American medicine uh, story that, or JAMA, I, th- I think that's yeah, what it's Shout out JAMA. JAMA. Uh, <laughs> The Journal of American Medicine now? So they published like the 20 brain scans of the people who claimed that they had this attack happen to them. Oh, is that every person? Uh, That's the the 20 people who, because a lot of people were coming in and being like, I think I heard something weird and felt weird too. Right. Check my brain. And they were like, no, you didn't have anything happen to you. Like there was like like many people that happened too. Uh, These are the 20 where they felt like there was actually some neurological basis for what they were talking about. Uh, And the New York Times, the way the New York Times is reporting it, they make it seem like this is really like strong evidence for like that this journal uh, article is like some sort of evidence that something happened to these people. Mm. But when you look at like publications from outside the U.S., it's very like the BBC has this article where they interview somebody from Edinburgh and the dude is just like, this is the most half-baked bullshit study you've ever seen. Uh, He says, there's no evidence of any pathology this guy, Douglas Fields, who's a neuroscientist. And when you look at the data, there's no coherent syndrome, no pattern. So basically what they're claiming is that there's like the ratio of white matter to gray matter is off in these 20 people when you statistically analyze it with like a control group. But what's white matter? And I know it's your brain. But it's what's just the like what your white matter and gray matter. Uh, I don't know specifically what they do. I just know that like they're the two things your brain is made of. Basically. That's tight. Those are the two matters. Yeah, those are the two matters. Mm-hmm. And um, what about Black Lives? <laughs> they also matter. Thank they you, all... Ally. Jack <laughs> also, took a second. Black, <laughs> black Lives also matter. Okay, good. Not, it's not a good. Uh, I don't think that would be. Yeah, oh, yeah. a good model. Not... <laughs> black Lives. There shouldn't also. be okay. a, a qualifying. Uh... Right. No, but anyways, the dude just makes the point that it's. An insanely small uh, selection. 20 people is just way too small. Right. The physical evidence uh, to support the idea that there was some sort of energy beam is completely lacking. 
And he said the new results should end speculation that the embassy workers were injured by a sonic weapon or something even more exotic. So it's being brought back in as though this is more evidence that something happened. And it's Not actually really. the opposite, yeah. I think. Where it's, it's funny where like you have people outside the U.S. who aren't invested in a conspiracy exactly. theory of... Uh, communist countries attacking U.S. Exactly. diplomats where they're like, That's what, it seems what the like fuck are y'all talking about? Yeah. And we're like, you see, I don't know, man. Like, look at their brains. Like, there's something different. But they're like, "What's where's the pattern? Here? It is interesting how much American culture loves a conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, it does well, seem that we gleam onto it a little bit more than other. Well, I think also, too, because we live in a country that outwardly seems so powerful and we, and it is, I guess, militarily, but like, it seems like even in the country, there's so much opportunity and wealth and things like that. And so many people don't experience that. And conspiracies are just that great thing that help explain away why you have no power. And so it's like, yeah, we're already like we it's a, I think it's a very fertile environment for that. Like yeah, every absolutely. community, every culture has their shit, especially in America. Of like, well, you know, it's Illuminati. Yeah. Or like, or, you know, it's Satan. And or, I don't think this yeah, if somebody got something and had to be some ex, like extraterrestrial force, some outside super. Right. I don't think the people are necessarily like have bad motives. I just think that the human brain is like an insanely powerful thing that we don't like medically. We just don't understand like sure. the connection between our experiences and the human brain. Like we just don't have that. And so the the two possibilities here are that there it was some sort of inexplicable subjective experience these people had that we don't understand or that there is a physical like sound weapon that uses physics that we pr we currently believe to be impossible to attack these people like i th the one that makes the more more sense to me is that it's just a a psychos like a psychological thing like that group hysteria kind yeah. Of yeah. yeah yeah i think or it could be that these people had seasoning on their food for the first time in Cuba. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is going on I with this potato salad? My ears are ringing. I do love the idea that they went to like some foreign country and it couldn't possibly be some bug that they didn't know. Right. Or like some animal yeah, yeah. that they had never seen before. It sure. had to be some like... No, the Cubans are firing ray guns at us. I've, I've seen yeah, this a yeah. hundred times. But also just the idea that like, you know, there's there's no life out there that I wouldn't know about. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're sort of... In, I've seen every bug. It's like the same thing with the sky tic tac. Where yeah. we're kind of like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, are we ignorant of some other technology? Could it be? Well, like, that's my like, question. We got a lot going on right I'm, now. I'm on the other side there where with the UFOs. I'm like, it's got to be something we don't know about. Where Oh, interesting. It could just be. I think that's why we need a machine to some, tell, some yeah, but algorithm see, but to tell that us. Is, like the opposite of that is true. Not the opposite, I guess, but like tangentially. it could That could be true. It could be some like military test grade space thing that you have right. never heard about. Yeah. Yeah. And the US government would be dumb enough to like test that shit around other f like aircraft that wouldn't know what the fuck it was. Like, dude, what do we, don't test it over there. Yeah, yeah it does not it seems uh, like there's not a ton of communication happening between right. between the Tic Tac group and the Air Force. <laughs> but I do feel like the more uh cameras we get, the more like there are just you know, there's video of everything all the time. Uh the less evidence we're getting of ghosts and the more evidence we're getting of ufos so mm, ta take that for what it is. oh we have less evidence of ghosts I just I'd, feel like i've never seen true. any evidence of ghosts well i do feel like camera flares were a really popular like oh that might be a ghost but yeah. as people as cameras are becoming more commonplace and people understand them that's sort of like, going away sick lens flare yeah right <laughs> yeah, exactly. now everyone's like how do i get the lens to flare no right. no it's not a ghost i mean yeah, fuck, man. The ghost hunting community needs to fucking step it up. Dude, Ghost Hunters, is it's a good-ass show. Is it? Yeah, I love it. Wow. For what reason? Zach Baggins is like... Zach Baggins? <laughs> of Ghost Hunters. Son of Bilbo? <laughs> yeah, he's the millennial Bilbo Baggins. No. <laughs> so, Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins here. Yo, dude, yeah. it's dire up in the Shire. He's like a Chris Angel type ghost hunter. It's really... Oh, like fucking dark emo vibes and shit? A Wearing a bunch you'll, of rings? You'll have to watch it. It's a good... But you watch it for comedy. Yeah, I hate to admit that. But that's yeah, what I mean. I do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, ghost hunters. Like, fuck. What? What else? What other technology y'all need? Like, show me these ghosts already. Show me these ghosts. Ghosts. Well, you mean, have to experience it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I don't, no. Every I'm time, just like, I feel like people are like, no, there, there's a. You can feel it in here. I'm like, there's a draft. Yeah. Right. That's it. There's, that's the AC. There's also scientific theories that ghosts, like people who have ghost experiences are uh, experiencing some sort of, it's like sub something sound waves where it's like the opposite of hypersonic, subsonic, I guess. Oh, okay. And it like gives, 
when you feel it, you can't hear it, but it like fills you with dread. And sometimes, oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that's called taking a dab. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's, oh shit! I feel it in my okay. chest. I feel the dread, and I, it's I a ghost. I can't catch my breath. <laughs> and is my heart supposed to be racing? Also, do I look weird, to you guys? AKA every time I ever smoked weed, ever heart uh, racing. <laughs> heart racing. <laughs> <sighs> Somebody call an ambulance. Oh, uh, don't tell my dad. Don't tell my dad. He's gonna be so mad. <laughs> He's gonna be mad, dude. He's gonna arrest me. All right, let's talk about food delivery apps. They are lit. All right. Uh, That's going to do it now. The New York Times recently published an article where one of their journalists basically became a, you know, delivery person for Grubhub, Uber Eats, Caviar, DoorDash, and Postmates in New York City. And, you know, this is supposed to be the most dangerous of the gig economy, like app-based jobs. Right, it should be a food delivery person in New York City. And... So one of the big problems that he uncovered is payment. Uh, the couriers aren't actually employees of the app companies. They're more like basically like freelancers. Right, same shit as like Uber. Yeah, they're right? contractors. Right. So they have to work for like more than one service at a time. And uh, a few years ago, the wages were apparently much better. But now they've like done all this aggressive uh, marketing to people to be like, you can get rich doing this. And so now, so Postmates specifically went from, uh, it used to average $10 a job in 2016 to now 4 to $5 a job. Oh my goodness. Uh, so it's not a great gig. Oh, because right. And then also there's so many more drivers and delivery people right. that like you, it's just too spread out. Like you can't concentrate all those jobs into the same people. Yeah. And the other kind of creepy thing, the, this was the detail that bummed me out the most, is the apps apparently use video game-like language and devices to try and make the couriers think that this is all like fun and lucrative. Like they're, uh, The apps roll out ever-changing and often confusing menus of bonuses and incentives borrowed from the video game and slot machine industries. So, I mean, like I, I read recently something like an article by somebody who was like studying in Stanford at a a class that was all about like human manipulation and studying like experimentation on humans and how to manipulate human behavior. And they were like, and two of the people in that class invented Instagram and like people who had taken that class at Stanford Damn. went on to invent like all these apps. So they're all just like- I feel like that is like, so insidious. I yeah, hate that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. But DoorDash was the uh, kind of big loser in this investigation because they uncovered a thing DoorDash does specifically. So they'll guarantee a minimum to their courier for each like trip that they take delivering food. Right. But if the person delivers like a three dollar tip, that will go towards that Just subsidizing minimum. to get to that number. So basically. The couriers guaranteed six eighty five. Uh, the woman he delivered the food to tips three bucks. He still gets six eighty five. Uh, DoorDash just only has to cover three eighty five. I don't understand how that is. Like, if it's a tip, it has to be on top of. Well, I think that's where the language they get you in the terms right. of service, where it's like you're guaranteed and tips can be part. Oh, of you're that. guaranteed like to this amount, and then your tips will. Yeah, they probably do have some. So then that takes them off the hook, and now the 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 customer is using it to be like, we're subsidizing the pay by tipping. Yeah, and also I guess the opposite is true sort of of the service industry, where like I know in New York for a long time the minimum was like $2.84 and because they made tips. So it's like we're not really using tips the way that they would be useful. No, no, they're subsidizing (laughs) subsidizing. pay with tips. And I think, yeah, DoorDash was by far low. They were fucking around. Yeah. That's why shit, you just, if you're going to use DoorDash, you better just tip cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's supposed to be, supposedly that's true of nail salons too, that you should tip in cash because often, and it's probably true about every industry, right. but often like the house will take a major cut of, if it's not in cash. Um, oh, damn. So My nails are a mess. Yeah. Basically before tips uh, were saving DoorDash money rather than giving money to the delivery person, but because of this article, uh, they, DoorDash changed their policy uh, and presumably found some other way to fuck their delivery people over. See what see what happens when you, the public learns, and then you yeah go to Equifax too. It really yeah. comes down to there's just not enough organizing on behalf of 
any labor community in the United States. Well, yeah, and especially yeah, no, in the this new sort of industry that people are working in, like, my God, like, they're unable to unionize. Yeah. And they're unable to actually be treated like employees. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, I think, making, for me, like, class lines a little bit more clear, right? Oh, Where there 100%. are, like, people who, <laughs> like, a $4 a job means you have to run, like, what, 15 jobs a day? And mm-hmm. they probably each all take at least 45 minutes. Just, like, the monopolizing of, like, money really is time yeah yeah absolutely yeah i I mean that was one of the points they made that like when they tell you how much these jobs average per hour like uh when they're advertising them they don't take into account any of the time you sit waiting around for like for order order. we're trying to find parking yeah so it's only active orders i worked for wag for a long time the dog walking service and it was $12 a walk. A walk was a half hour, but they would send you all over the city. Right. So you would so like lose money on gas. You would lose yeah. time driving around. You'd have to find parking. If you got a parking ticket, that was your responsibility. So mm. it's just like at the end of the day, it really like wasn't because the time you lose and it's it's there's something to be said about like the lack of regular part time jobs like at a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. And this new wave of part time jobs that are looser and like work when it's convenient for exactly. you exactly yeah but they because of that they take so much from you because they proposition it as this uh, really good deal with flexible hours when it's in fact only flexible for the employer yeah right yeah yeah well i mean this is and again this is all and the these sort of jobs become more attractive and appealing most and when you because because Wages are stagnating everywhere else. So it's like, well, shit, I can't, if I can't work here and make money, then maybe I can make a little bit more pay doing this. I mean, all of this basically comes down to people just do not earn enough for the work they do, no yeah, matter and what they do. To have to do a supplemental income, like, I don't know anybody who doesn't have a second gig. Right. So it's, it's, and to be fair, most of my friends are freelancers, but it's, it's really interesting to see that, like, there is no such thing as a secure job really in this landscape. Like, like, especially with benefits and like a retired, like imagine getting a pension. <laughs> oh boy. Like a real, like a, like one of those city pensions. Yeah. My friend, her father's a firefighter. Yo, his, probably sitting the most so lit fucking pension. I'm like, damn, we'll never know what that's like. No, like our ever. generation. Like, we'll be lucky to get social gone. security. Yeah. I'm yeah. So, yeah, for real. Um, it's the same pay that he had when he was a firefighter. Damn. That's like, yo, you could just don't, don't come in, bro. The checks will still keep coming. In, also, shout out to the people, the first responders. That's it. <laughs> in Belgium and the Netherlands and in France, you know, drivers and delivery people have staged protests or strikes and been able to get the companies to address conditions like this. Uh, but, you know, in America, we need the New York Times to have one of their journalists go undercover. Organize, like, organize, fucking, organize. But the organize. thing is, but even then, right? The, think about who the people, the the echelon, the, the, the social class of people who are going to read the article. They're not the ones affected. They're going to be like, uh-huh. Right. Okay. Well, I, Versus like, I think, I don't know if it's going to really create the kind of public outrage This is me being really need. hopeful, but I do think that the echelon of people who read the New York Times might be people who order those apps. Sure. Like use them. And hopefully now they will be tipping in cash. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's like most important that we as like a culture really encourage laborers to organize and Fuck to it. speak up for their needs yep. and to not be afraid to like rock the them. fucking yeah, boat. Exactly, exactly. Tip and like the shit we over. really need to talk about like labor organizations and unions and stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah. they were very popular in this country. They <laughs> at were one and point. then yeah, the and we did had a good a job class, dismantling them. And now we don't. Right. And then but and then who and then conservatives did a really good job of being like, oh, you know why that happened, right? Not because of us and our predatory capitalism. It's because all these other people came into the country and like that was a drain on right, society. Right. Don't look at us. Uh, we're not the reason. We're not the destroyers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think, yeah, it is It is very important. I think that's the problem in this country. Like so many people are just so uh, subdued by having their like basic needs-ish met where it's right. like, well, I can go home and just watch, I can veg out that it's much harder to like look at like, Yo, do I need to fucking put some boots on the fucking ground? Yeah, yeah but, but also I mean, the... it's not their fault necessarily. It's also it's just the way that things are structured. It gives the and ca- also the huge it can companies be... more rights. I don't know that there are so many people in this country whose basic needs are getting met, right? Like, I think that the people we're talking about who would benefit most from labor labor organizations are people who are uh, just completely arrested by trying to survive, like just healthcare, food housing mm-hmm. uh, stuff like rising rats or like being underwater on your mortgage i think that takes up so much of your space and your emotional life that to then be able to think about like well could i organize at work 
Yeah, I mean, not even to not even as a criticism of those people, but I think there are people who whose needs are met, and that helps yeah. them be even more disengaged Complacent. from the process yeah. when, Absolutely. like, that sort of apathy takes them out of the game it, of like aligning themselves with these other movements that it need cannibalizes support. like the possibility of yeah change. Yeah, yeah. And another thing the article talks about uh, is that you know these people are being put in incredible danger, like riding their bike around New York City. Some of them are getting hit in Mexico. In the past six months, five Mexican Uber Eats couriers have died in crashes. Uh, there's a bunch of American injuries that happen on the job, and there's no like health insurance to cover it. Right. And the ones that do offer health insurance, like they followed people trying to get their claim met, and just nothing, nothing happened. So, um, oh, the journalists followed. The, the journalists. I followed. think like Uber Eats things like. <laughs> Make sure that person's injured. True. Right. <laughs> Which also would make sense. Like, yeah. sending, like I don't think they broke their arms in a yeah. delivering McDonald's. Uh, real quick, any updates from Woodstock 50? Yep. We're always keeping our eye on Woodstock oh, 50. My... Uh, I've got my tickets. I'm ready. My plane Good. tickets to upstate New York. Great. Great. Uh, That's great. Where I'm from. Up to Watkins Glen. Oh, yeah. You know, keep an eye out like I, I, Captain. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, uh, oh, wait, it's a shit show. And wait, it has been. Okay, we've been saying since the beginning when they announced, we're like, this shit ain't going to work. Right. Like, every Woodstock has been a disaster. This is no exception. A, they couldn't even do it in the original spot that it took place, like, you know, 50 years ago. Right. They had to move it to another location. And then now we're getting word they didn't have the fucking requisite funds or permits to even uh, stage the, the concert there. So they're going all the way from historic uh, Woodstock, New York, to Columbia, Maryland. To Maryland. At, yep, to the Meriwether Post Pavilion. Shout out to like Animal Collective. Drive. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't realize that was named after a location. Like a, I, I found out much later venue. when someone I met from Maryland, I was like, I was like, yeah, that. Um, they're like, yeah, that's like this venue. And I was like, mm. what? oh, cool, like the Silver Sun pickups. Yeah. About the liquor store. Silver Sun Liquor, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, dude. Uh, Legendary. <laughs> fucking ledge. Fucking ledge. Uh, but yeah, so they've moved it from there. And one thing to note is a lot of the artist contracts aren't really enforceable because the language in the contract said that it was happening in Watkins Glen. So with the venue change, well, now Jay-Z is out. John Fogarty is out. Uh, I'm sure maybe like you have people like Miley Cyrus and Halsey and stuff like that. They haven't announced what they'll do yet, but hmm. I'd have a feeling you'd be like, do I want to go from this like historic thing to now just a show like at the Meriwether Post Pavilion right. for like 32,000 people? I don't know. Depends if they're really down for the movement or not. What the movement Woodstock is that? Movement? The Woodstock movement, dude. <laughs> the, the, the movement burning to shit reimburse fire. these capitalists they... to invest yeah. a bunch of money early on in this plan. Yeah, but also the chances of people organizing the Woodstock festival being burnouts is huge. Do you know what I mean? Oh, just yeah. Just like people have committed their whole life to it. It was just, it was all conceived one night after a pile of cocaine. Well, but I think the burnouts actually have a festival near the original festival there's a small one yeah yeah that's like small and is like folk musicians oh, uh funky yeah it's it's basically going to be like a local community theater version of woodstock but that's yeah but that's on the actual historical that's happening grounds. in the historical that grounds. farm right these are these the people who are organized this one are actually more like the people who organized the original one which is like madison avenue like right. ad executives and it was like a lot of like shady motherfuckers and uh, the Bobby first McFarland. time and still Bobby is. McFarland. And Bobby McFarland, of course. I, this, I mean, yeah. Oof. Uh, but hopefully, you know, if you bought your tickets, uh, <laughs> I guess you can just take the quick car ride down to Maryland. Ellery, um, it's been a pleasure having you, as always. Where can people find you? You can find me at Ellery Smith on Twitter. Great follow Sick. on Twitter. Thank you so much. Sick. <laughs> uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yeah, there's one from Chris Fleming this week. It says, Danny Zuko experienced a complete break with reality upon seeing Hot Sandy at the fair. His expressions of his oh, primal yeah. urges are so extreme they almost read his grief. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so funny. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> he has a lot of, like, really you, strong reactions. Like, when he's, like, good. biting his <laughs> fist. is like, that. you're so horny, you're biting your fist? That's so weird. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, a tweet I like comes from 
Hannah Lynn at Han Franny, H-A-N-F-R-A-N-N-Y. In Pittsburgh news, Kato Kalen is competing in a pickle juice drinking contest at a wizarding convention today. <laughs> and that's that's the truth. Is that's really true? happening? Uh, Hannah is a friend of mine, and she writes about Pittsburgh. She's in Pittsburgh writing up the news, so I'm pretty sure this is the kind of tweet that would be true. Pittsburgh's a great and town. And if you're at this wizarding convention where OJ is homeboy who just needed an air mattress to get back on his feet. Yeah. His uh, Twitter is wild. Kato's? Oh, or OJ. No, OJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah. Great they won't, uh, Why won't they Great verify fall. him? Stop it. <laughs> why won't they verify him? Huh? Don't, come on. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Beans After Dark tweeted Danny DeVito, Danny DeVitas, Danny DeVita, <laughs> Danny DeVitamos, Danny DeVitais, and Danny DeVitan. Uh, and Soren Bowie, speaking of Hall and Oates, tweeted, there's a part in You Make My Dreams uh, where Daryl Hall says, listen to this, like he's going to drop some serious wisdom, and then he just goes, ow! <laughs> he said, I think I'd like to try that more often. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page. And a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we going to ride out on? This is a a Beastie Boys remix. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow. Of their old music, uh, the track Hey Ladies, but the Paul Nice remix. And I just like it because the bass line is grooving. Mm. You you love to groove. I love to groove. It's all about grooves, man. And it's all about being in the pocket. And this one is right there. It's in your front pocket. Mm. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fun podcasts are given away for free. Uh, That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Cutting up the coffee. Hit my 